Welcome back to another episode of the Life IQ Podcast, where the goal is always to learn something. My name is David Olodejo. I'm a Nigerian middle child, rec league professional athlete, and avid audiobook enthusiast. On today's episode, the question is what's next in the second part of my conversation with Victoire Kbade. If you haven't already, make sure you run back part one to get all the context, stories, and laughs heading into today's episode. Honestly, there's not much else to say, so let's get into it. Stop tap dancing around the conversation. All right, so coming back to, to kind of the second half, I guess, the other side of the coin for this conversation. And I was really interested to hear your perspective on this because you've kind of committed to this profession that everyone knows it takes a lot of time to become a doctor, like not only from undergrad, but everything that comes with, with having that level of professionalism. Um, you have so much impact obviously on the, on the health and lives of people that, that you serve and you work with. Um, so I'm curious to know, like knowing that the path isn't as short as something, you know, something else, like how do you manage to focus on the present? Like how do you manage to stay grateful in what's going on today versus like that angst or that anticipation, I guess, for, for what it's going to look like when you're done? That's a great question. I would be lying if I said, oh, it's easy. I just, you know, <laughs> I just stick to the plan kind of thing. Um, no, because it does get really challenging and it is a long path. I'm on my ninth year of post-secondary, ninth of minimum 12, 13 the way things are looking like right now could be longer i'm like dabbling with the idea of a phd i don't know i'm very confused with <laughs> what is going to come um so yeah i i used to have i, I still do have a journal that i at times will write gratitude gratitude um lines in such as three things that made me smile today or three things that happened today for which I'm grateful. And that's helped. Um, I don't use it anymore as much as I should, but something that I started last year, which has been very, very helpful in terms of keeping me grounded and keeping me in the moment has been therapy. I would recommend therapy to anyone and everyone. You don't necessarily have to have a mental health diagnosis to start therapy. And I thought to myself, I would only start it once I become a resident and I have benefits so I could use it, I could claim for insurance, but come to find out that student care through most universities will cover therapy for about $1,000 in a year. And I was talking to a friend of mine who had waited to start residency before she started therapy. And she, she said to me, why are you delaying your wellness? Like there are so many everyday situations and conflicts that you have within yourself that you have with other people that if you have access to a professional and insurance that can cover these costs, that will help you navigate a lot of these feelings, you're just saving on more years of bull, basically, <laughs> before you decide, okay, I'm in a position now to be well. Um, so that's something that's, that's really helped me, therapy. I also have a financial advisor that is free through MD Financial for medical trainees. 
um, which has been super, super helpful because having this debt load and having this kind of anxiety surrounding debt since I was a young kid because of things that I've seen in my household. It was extremely freeing the first time I met with a financial advisor and she crunched down the numbers and she told me, you can stop stressing. You're going to be okay. You don't live like a fancy frivolous lifestyle. And like, I'm quite good at living within my means. And although my means have been my line of credit and my student <laughs> loans and grants, um, I, I'm, right. I'm always looking out for scholarships or ways to be able to reduce costs. So she was able to break down for me how much money I'm going to earn as a family doctor, how long it'll take me to pay off my uh, debt if I keep living as a resident for a few years, and also um, shared with me different loan um, forgiveness programs that are available for medical trainees, particularly for family doctors. So that financial piece and having a good financial team has reduced a lot of that anxiety. And then there's also my per there are also my personal systems in place. So my friends and my family who are very good at reminding me of my why, why I'm doing this and reminding me that regardless, if I fail an exam, which I have in medicine, which I have in undergrad, it's okay. And it doesn't take away from the kind of person I am or the kind of physician I'm going to be, but they always remind me of me. Right. I've been in school for so long and it seems like other people are starting their lives. I've had to take a step back and realize that, you know what, this is just a part of my life and I have to enjoy every stage of it. So journaling also helps for that. I haven't been doing as much as I would necessarily like to be. Mm. Um, but I think that it's something I definitely want to go back to once I'm in the UK and have maybe more of a slower pace, um, get back into some of those healthy routines of journaling, working out, um, meditating. I sound like one of those like influencer like gurus. Like I'm not actually good at doing all of these things <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> like in an ideal world, I would do all of these things. Yeah. Um, but just having some healthy habits that keep me grounded and keep me present. Mm, I love that. And even if you're not doing all of those things right now, like the key thing is, in my opinion, the key thing is that knowledge of these are some of the things that I'm my best state, like in an ideal state, I'm doing all these things. And I know that that helps me to stay present and that helps me to stay grateful. So, you know, and life happens like there's times where maybe we're in the gym five times a week and then life happens and we're only in the gym once or twice a week. But at least knowing like if I can get back to the state, I know this is going to help me in, in this pursuit of, of gratitude. And two things that you said that I really love is the first one overall, you're talking about being resourceful. Um, I think a lot of times, sometimes I'm guilty of this when I think about, you know, how I can be or how the people around me can be more content with life and worry less about the future and, and think more about today. It's just like, just do it. Like, yo, just, just change your mindset, bro. Like just stop thinking so much about tomorrow. And it's not that easy for everyone. Like I could be able to just turn it on and off like that, but it's not the same scenario. Everyone's not in the same scenario. So I really love how you're talking about taking advantage of things that exist, taking advantage of therapy, taking advantage of, financial planners and financial resources, reading books, um, doing research. Like these are all things that exist. Some come with the cost, but some are free of charge that can just help mm -hmm. with maybe taking a little bit of that anxiety off of our shoulders. Love that about 
um, you know, seeing someone and talking about, okay, this is how much debt I have. Here's what projected earnings could look like. Like, what could my life look like in the future? And knowing that now so that you're not stressing about the future at every waking moment. So I really loved the piece on being resourceful. And then just like coming back to the why. Like I'm a huge believer and proponent, like in that proponent of just like, why is the reason I'm doing this? Um, and I mm-hmm. love that there's people around you to to remind you of that because it's so easy to get lost in that pursuit, especially something like medicine where um, everyone knows like the the importance of doctors in, in our society. Everyone knows like potential earnings and like all that kind of stuff. But it's so easy to get lost in all of that and just forget who am I and like what was the original reason I started this. And for you, it was like, one, I felt like I was good at it. Two, I'm giving back and I'm, I'm helping people. And you had two crazy experiences right off the bat when you weren't, you weren't even in that profession and you were able to give back to society. So love, 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 love everything you said about one, being resourceful and two, coming back to the why. And just to add to that why piece, one of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten in medical school is you don't have to be the smartest person in the room and often you will not be, but you just have to try to be the kindest person in the room or not even the kindest, just be kind because patients and people in general don't really care about all of the jargon, all of the medical terms, or if you know, you knowing their diagnosis and how to treat them is really important, but they just want you to sit with them and listen. And it's been really nice because for the last month I've been on palliative care and a lot of the feedback that I've gotten from staff has been, you know, your medical knowledge is, you know, adequate. Like it's where it should be as a first year resident. It's not necessarily right. stellar. And I'm like, I know I have a lot of studying to do. I'm at the beginning. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it'll come. We're not worried about that. <laughs> um, but they've said that I, that they've gotten a lot of positive feedback from patients from me, even while I'm not around, that they'll go into a room after I've seen patients and that the patients will see, will say, that she's a really good doctor. We really liked her because I would just sit with them instead of standing at the bedside and looking down at at them. Most of these patients are at the end of life and they just want to talk and they're feeling so many things, which is so valid. So I would just sit with them and let them talk about their lives or whatever's on their mind and getting that kind of positive feedback that they think I'm a good doctor just because I listen to them. Mm. And then I care about not necessarily only the numbers of what their labs say, but who they are as a person reminds me of my why. Even though sometimes I don't feel like I'm the smartest person there, I feel like I should know more. It just reminds me that that will come. And the most important thing is for me to keep that human aspect of medicine. All right, so we've come to the celebration of life segment. As a refresher, this part of the show is just for myself and my guests to give a short shout out to someone that might have impacted our journey or someone that comes to mind when thinking about the theme of today's episode. Um, So Vic, because you're my guest, I'm going to let you go first, then I'll give my short shout out after. Yeah. So in the realm of the question being what's next, my celebration of life goes to two people, but for very similar reasons. My brother Sergio 
and my good friend Harish. Um, both of these men are very dear to me and they've both been through uh, various challenges over the last few years and last few months. And they're both in transition phases as well. Sergio starting a new job, Harish just started a new job, um, just bought his first condo and just moved in and actually last weekend. Um, and yesterday when I came back from uh, Kingston, I was talking to my brother, he was telling me about him going to Cirque du Soleil for the first time last weekend and having the best time. He was just so happy. And I love seeing joy, like pure joy on the faces of the people I love. Part, and it, and it's, it feels even more special knowing um, the, the kinds of challenges he's faced and the challenges both of them have faced recently. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for them. I love them both and I wish them both the best and I'm super excited to be part of both of their journeys as they progress. I love that, I love that. Shout out to, to Harish, um, shout out to Sergio. Congratulations on the new phases of life. I think for my my shout out, I'm gonna stick to the theme of sibling love. Um, I shouted out Daniel on the podcast before, so little shout out to you, Daniel. But I'm gonna focus on on Lois and Eunice. Lois is my older sister. Eunice is my younger sister. Shout out to them because again, like with the theme of this episode, they're also starting new phases of their lives. So Eunice finished at Western. She's moved back to Ottawa and is starting a master's at Carleton. Super exciting um, for many reasons. One, really great program and academically, like she, she did fantastic. She was super involved and she's really set herself up for, for grad school. And also she'll be living in Ottawa where my parents live, but also will be living on her own. So another very exciting phase of just like becoming an adult and, and growing up. So shout out to you, Eunice. Even though you're, you're mean to me, you bully me all the time. Your big brother loves you. And uh, second to Lois, who's similar vibes to you, Vic, has just made the move to the UK last week from med school. Um, so proud of her, very excited for her because she's really, really worked hard and grinded uh, for this opportunity. So I'm sending her all the vibes. I have a reason now to go to the UK. I could just be like family emergency and then I'm gonna be at an Arsenal game. But um, yeah, Lois, lots of love for you. Lots of love for Eunice. Shout out to Sergio, shout out to Harish. Um, keep doing your thing and uh, very excited for what's next for all of you. Shout out to all of the people named, also Daniel. And I just wanted to say when I found out Lois is going to do <laughs> medical school in the UK and her first year was going to be while I'm in the UK for my master's, my body just like combusted with joy. Like it just, I just couldn't, <laughs> I was just screaming. And I remember like it wasn't at some point, like she, t she first told me after her interview and she's like, yeah, but it's not sure. Like it's just an option. And I just like started like planning. Like I was just like Googling all of these like train routes from London to the city she's gonna be in, <laughs> but she wasn't sure yet. So I couldn't like actively talk to her about it. So when it was confirmed, I was like, these are all of the plans that I've made <laughs> for <laughs> the two of us. Yeah. And although we're not gonna be in the same place, it's just so comforting having one of your closest friends in the same time zone and just right. in this, different different yet very similar transition of your life so i'm super excited for mm -hmm. lois i know she has worked so hard for so many years to get here and she's going right. to be an incredible physician incredible incredible 100 percent, yeah she's gonna be amazing at it and i think also like lois has now ascended into another 
level of success as a child of an immigrant parent. Because um, I studied, I studied engineering, and you know, I'm not an engineer. I've kind of left that. And Daniel and Eunice both didn't like math or science. Like Daniel's doing business, so a little bit of math, but Eunice is more in like the political science, international relations space. But to be able as a Nigerian parent to say, my daughter is a doctor, that just <laughs> doesn't hit as hard as saying my son is in sales. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't hit the same. So Lois, um, I love you. Thank you for setting that bar for the rest of us. But I know you're going you're gonna to do amazing for sure. Mind you, you're all doing so well and your parents are so proud of all of you. Appreciate that, Vic. Appreciate it. Love you, mom. Love you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I have two more things I want to ask you about. Um, on the, the first episode, solo episode I did for the season, I was talking about some cities that don't get enough shine today. A lot of people are about, oh, I love Vancouver. I love Kelowna. I love Tofino. But some people, no one's talking about Dieppe, New Brunswick. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's talking about these these places. And you mentioned at the start of the episode, you've been hopping around. So I want to get your official Canadian city ranking, number one through four, for Ottawa, Kingston, Montreal, and Gatineau. And before anyone comes for me, Ottawa and Gatineau aren't the same place. I'm going to separate them. Um, so Vic, on you, Ottawa, Kingston, Montreal, Gatineau, please rank them one to four. And obviously you can give your reasoning behind the rankings. So I will preface by saying I have not lived in Gatineau. I've worked in Gatineau and I worked there during the COVID okay. year. So I didn't get to explore as much. Okay. So, so um, you're saying Gatineau is going to be four. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Because even if I had lived in Gatineau, I think it would <laughs> probably be four. Um, but no shade. Like I, you know, there's Parc de la Gatineau. Like there's like outdoor activities and stuff. There's Les Promenades de Gatineau, that nice mall there. Les Promenades du Taoué. So they've got some things going on. There's the Costco. Um, so, but I'll put... I'll put, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put Gatineau fourth. Kingston. I've only been in Kingston for two months. Kingston is a very pretty city. It's quaint. It's got the waterfront. People are very friendly. Um... It's a lot smaller than I'm used to. And going from Montreal to Kingston is quite the jump. Um, mm. And there also isn't as much diversity in Kingston as I am used to. And that was actually one of um, my base concerns when I came to ranking for residency. I knew that Queen's Family Medicine was the best program in, family medicine program in Ontario. Um, but there are very few black people at Kings in Kingston. Um, mm -hmm. so I will put Kingston third. Um, okay. okay like I say that, like I'm hesitating. Like I knew, like I would pick Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> you were being, you were being mad diplomatic about that. Diplomatic you were being right mad diplomatic. Being gave all the reasons. <laughs> Yeah, gave all the reasons why Kingston was three and then acted like it was hard yeah, to rank Kingston three. It wasn't that hard. It could change, honestly. I'll have another 22 months in Kingston in a year from now. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but as of right now, they're a strong three. Um, but mind you, that's top three. So, um, And then <laughs> one and two. So just because Montreal is a great city to be in when you're in your mid-20s. Like, it's fun. There's so many activities to do. 
downtown's great, um, but there are so many gems outside of downtown as well. My last year I lived by um, the Jean Talon Market, which is a really nice area. Um, and I feel like Montreal is where I grew the most as a person, mm. had just like so many fun experiences. Ottawa is great because Ottawa is home. And I think that long term, maybe like 10, 15 years from now, I could see myself coming back to Ottawa. Um, mm. But again, I'm being diplomatic. So I'm going to go Montreal, Ottawa, Kingston, <laughs> Casino. Yeah, that I will say I co-signed that ranking. Um, Montreal, one great city. Ottawa, too, honestly, between Ottawa and Montreal, it's just like one thing about Montreal I really appreciate is how easy it is to get around the city mm. um, without having a car, like the main city. And that can be said for Ottawa to some extent, but um, it's still kind of a mission to get around Ottawa. Uh, Kingston, spent a summer there. Everything you said, agree, cosign, cute, quaint, just not diverse enough. I haven't really spent any time in Gatineau, to be honest. You don't need to. Um, just kidding. <laughs> Oh. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, she said she said they have a park, they have a couple roads and a Costco. A Costco. That's what else crazy. could you need? That's crazy. Yeah, hundred. Appreciate I appreciate your honesty, Vic. Thank you for ranking those cities. Um for anyone telling me Ottawa's the best city in, in Canada, just listen to Vic. She ranks at number two. And we didn't even put in like Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver, Dieppe, New Brunswick. We didn't talk about any of those, so um, you guys can hold that. Shout out to the East Coast. Shout out to the East Coast. Vic was saying the same thing. Y'all need to check out the East Coast. It's underrated. For you, Vic, like what's what's your ultimate goal? I I think I can take this answer in many ways. I have professional goals, I have personal goals, but I think the best segue that combines all of my professional and personal goals and really ties in with the last answer was my ultimate goal is to make people feel seen and to make people feel heard and to make them hopeful. And God forbid anything were to happen to me or ultimately we will all pass at some point rather than being remembered for what i've done i want i really want to be remembered by how i made people feel the reason why i think that's so powerful and thinking about the question of what's next is that's a goal that can transcend any transitionary stage in life if you know what i mean like mm. a goal where you're like having a goal where it's like, I want people to feel seen. I want people to feel heard no matter what stage of life you're in, whether you're overseas doing your grad program, being in med school, when you're a resident, when you're a doctor, those are all things that you can do that one will allow you to bring your best to every phase in life that you're in. But also that's something that you can always like come back on to being present. Like if your goal is like, I want people mm -hmm. to feel seen and feel heard in my program in the UK, you're not thinking about, oh, I just got to get through this year and get back into my residency and then be a family doctor. You're thinking about how do I show up every day at this, you know what I'm saying? Like how do I show up every day at school, in social settings, educational settings, and ensure that this is what I'm upholding because this is the standard I've set myself to. So I think that's such an important 
go on and an important way of phrasing it as well. And in addition, how am I showing up for myself? Do I feel mm. seen, not necessarily by others, but by myself? And am I listening to mm. myself? And how do I make myself feel? Because I can't show up for other people if I'm not whole or if I'm not recharge myself, which is also a good big reason as to why I wanted to go to the UK because right. I feel like right now my battery is low and I want right. to go experience and explore and recharge before I can go back to showing up for patients consistently and to the best of my abilities. So important. It's so important that you're willing to take that break. Like, yes, you're still, you know, working to some extent, you're studying and, and all that kind of stuff, but willing to break that mold of like, this is what the trajectory should look like for me to become a doctor. You're kind of going off and doing this for you. Like, I want to be able to get my battery to the level that it needs to be. And then I'll come back and, and finish what I started. Um, I have so much respect for that, honestly, because I find that getting into the stage of life, like we're mid twenties, but getting closer to late twenties and thirties, there's that expectation of, okay, now you've gotten the, maybe the fun and exploratory phase of life out of your system, being early twenties and, you know, finishing undergrad and that kind of thing. And now you really got everything you do has to be for the purpose of your end goal. But that doesn't have to be the case. Like you can do things for you and still come back and do, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you've set out to do from the start. Um, so I really like, I have so much respect for that. I love that for you. I'm excited to see, you know, what comes with being in the UK. Um, and yo, Vic's, Vic's been dropping mad knowledge on this episode, man. If you haven't already, like, pause this episode on, on Spotify or whatever and click that little share link and send it to at least five people, you're sleeping. Stop. Don't be selfish <laughs> with knowledge. You know, don't be selfish with knowledge. Spread it out. Make sure everybody can learn. Um, having an amazing time with this conversation. Couldn't think of a better way to kick off this season with, with you, Vic. Um, this segment's called Life Lessons. So this is our farewell. The way I like to put it is if someone could tune in for just this portion of the episode, based on everything we've talked about, the theme, the question, your experiences, uh, what's that key takeaway that you'd want to leave them with? My key takeaway would be to live life intentionally. Live for yourself. Don't necessarily be selfish, but do what you have to do when you have to do it, but also make sure you're doing what you want to do and that you're being present in the moment and loving on yourself and loving on those around you. Be generous with your time and with your resources when you are full yourself. And the final thing I'll say is just reiterate what I said um, before that although you can have incredible accolades and titles behind your name and have accomplish wonderful things the most important thing is how you make people feel because your accolades you can't keep with you mm. but those feelings will stay with people forever unreal live life intentionally and the most important thing is how you make people feel vic thank you so much for your time um best of luck with everything that's coming up so excited for you to continue to take on life and to continue to crush it um, I already know this one's going to be a hit. So much knowledge, so much wisdom. Appreciate you sharing that. And we'll have to make you a friend of the show. So in seasons to come, we'll have to bring you back, check in from the UK once you've hit a couple chicken shops and, and you have that UK accent. Perfect. I was going to try to say something in, like British like in it, but it, 
I just didn't know how to fit it. So I'm not. But I do want to add、uh, the last thing. So I was just thinking about my ranking of cities.、Um, and a friend of、mm. mine in Kingston, her name's Joanne, and her family doesn't know a lot about Kingston. So they're like, oh, like, where is that and stuff? And she's like, oh, like, it's like kind of Toronto, like, it's like GTA. So Homegirl's been claiming Kingston as the GTA. And it's the、mm. biggest. Like, boost, but it's so funny. So now we have this thing that we're、That's、like,、hilarious. Kingston, haha, we the six, like, this is a GTA, like, how are her aunties in Haiti gonna know, you know? <laughs> so if you. That's actually a joke. Because <laughs> Kingston is also 613. So we've、yeah. kind of just been like, yeah, it's the six. Mind you, 613 is mostly Ottawa, but、um, yeah, so Kingston, it's up there, you know? It's the GTA. And, and- <laughs> That's awful. And with that blasphemy,、um, we'll, say, we'll say peace out to all of y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And、uh, we'll listening. catch you on the next episode. Thank you, Vic. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having me, David. <laughs>